0: Hello and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy and what a delight to be with you on this day. Uh, this is Monday Memorial Day, uh, where we take the time and we do take the time to honor much of our, uh, of our fallen troops. Uh, where many families today take the day to go to a memorial or to, uh, cemeteries where they go and, and they remember, uh, Soldiers, men and women who have given their lives for the freedoms of our country, and we are grateful for that. We are grateful, and we honor that. And uh, today, we just want to uh, uh, take time to say that we do remember many of our fallen troops, many that have given their lives uh, for this, the freedoms of our nation. And today is the beginning of of, of this uh, week. Uh, we are here on May. Uh, the twenty fifth, I believe, right? Yeah, May the twenty fifth. Yeah, and uh, we're beginning our week in the study of the word. Nothing, this, this is nothing better, nothing better than to study of the word of God. And I'm excited. I'm excited about what God has for us today and what we're going to be getting into today with the help of the Lord. And um, it's always a pleasure to be with the panel, uh, Brother Fernando and Brother Marty. Uh, we are excited as always, to to bring the Word. And uh, Brother Marty, uh, I'll leave it with you at this moment and to share what God has placed in your heart.
1: Amen. It's exciting to be back again. We're excited about what the Lord is going to uh, reveal today. Uh, We'll be coming out of the book of the prophet Jeremiah. So those of you that have the the Word of God handy, uh, we suggest that you take the time to study right along with us as we get into the Word today. We're going to begin uh, reading in chapter 1, and uh, we'll read a couple verses here. Brother Jeremy, could you read uh, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, please, as we begin? Yes. The words of
0: Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of of Ammon king of Judah in the 13th year of his reign.
1: And then can you read verse 11 and 12 to us?
0: Moreover the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seeest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, thou thou hast well seen,
1: for I will hasten my word to perform it. Amen. So as we get into this word today, uh, we'll take our subject from what the Lord told Jeremiah in verse 12. He said, I will hasten my word to perform it. I will hasten my word to perform it. In order to understand what we're looking at today, we need to look a little bit at, at, uh, at Jeremiah's background. Uh, and before we get into what I believe the Lord wants us to to, to hone in on and, and glean from today. And it's important to understand that Jeremiah points out, as Brother Jeremy just read, that he was the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathos, in the land of Benjamin. And it's interesting because Jeremiah would be the prophet that God would raise up, who would be the culmination of of prophets for his time. God had been sending prophets for a lengthy period of time to the nation of Israel and to the nation of Judah. The kingdom had had split, as we discussed in previous podcasts, and Israel had been taken captive already, the 10 tribes who had split uh, off from Judah and started their own nation. So when you read, in your bibles and you see where it says judah or you see where it says israel understand that you're you're looking at at uh what the bible is saying there is that when it refers to israel in in the in the kings for example or chronicles that that's the ten tribes that had split and left uh after the death of king solomon there was a there was a rift in the kingdom and the 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 man named Jeroboam took ten of the tribes and established a separate and distinct nation, with the capital being <laughs> in Samaria, uh, and, and, and and a temple built in Bethel, where they would go off into gross idolatry, and, and the Assyrian Empire would come come down several hundred years later and ultimately take them captive, and and they would be scattered to the four corners of the world. Well, this left after their judgment a brief. Period of time for what remained of Israel, which would be the the tribe of Judah and part of the tribe of Benjamin, and they had they had had great prophets sent to them already, uh, whether it was Isaiah or or uh, or Zephaniah or, or Hosea, you know these great prophets. Amos they all came up under the same time, and they had foretold of a judgment that would come upon the nation of Judah and particularly Jerusalem where the temple was uh precisely because they failed to turn and to uh repent of of their ever increasing backsliding and and the hardening of their hearts they had become such a religious people uh yet they were fully compromised in the kind of things that were going on in their nation that that they could actually come to the very glorious temple of god and 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 enjoy the you know the ritual of religion yet never be moved or touched by the reality of what their religion uh that they were celebrating told them to be they had long ago declined from from the glorious nation that they were meant to be under the kingship of king david for example and now they find themselves on the brink and on the eve of judgment. When we pick up the story in the book of Jeremiah, and we will see I believe what the Lord is is wanting to do today, which is to encourage some of you out there and and you ministers out there and you in the churches out there because we are going to see that there are striking parallels as always we seek to glean information and knowledge for our times based on what God has shown in his word in the past. And so it's unique that when Jeremiah's prophecies and ministries and the and the book of Jeremiah are written it is it is the words of Jeremiah uh, recorded at a time when all the prophecies and prophets leading up to this point uh, were now about to come to pass and so Jeremiah wasn't the prophet that would be prophesying for the future. Jeremiah was a unique ministry because he was raised up at a time when the prophecies would come to pass so he wasn't a prophecy a prophet of the future so to speak like you know 100 years from now this is going to happen he was uniquely raised up at a time where he himself as the prophet of god would witness the the very destruction of the nation and the fulfillment of the prophecies that had gone before them generations before and so when he begins his when he begins his prophecy it's very very interesting uh and 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 noteworthy to glean from these things because it begins to give us a flavor and an insight for what's about to transpire he says he's the son of hilkiah and he's of the priests that were in anathoth in the land of benjamin so we need to understand as the holy spirit puts things in his word so we can understand from from a depth what's actually being said here hilkiah was was the high priest uh, at the time of King Jos- Josiah, and Jeremiah was his son, and 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 Hilkiah was the priest uh, that was uh, the one that discovered the the Torah uh, that had been uh, lost basically <laughs> under the under right. the rulership under the rulership of King Manasseh and under the rulership of Ammon, who was King Josiah's grandfather, who happened to be the king at the time of Jeremiah the nation had declined to such a level of debauchery, immorality, and idolatry to where on every high hill, on every corner of the streets, in every home, there was compromise and and, and growth uh, backsliding from the established word of Almighty God. And so by the time you come to uh, Josiah, you have a nation that has spent over a hundred years in seeped in idolatry, a progressive decline in its morality to the point that the very temple of God had fallen into disarray and had become merely a shell of the glory that it once held, and the priesthood and the ministry and and, and all the other um, you know, uh, authoritative things that go along with it had become a really really um compromised situation here but then something occurs because we're being told that Jeremiah was raised under the priest uh, Hilkiah who who was the the high priest like i said who who found the torah scroll hidden and we'll get to that in a little bit but he would he would deliver it to the king the young king Josiah and the bible tells us that this would begin a national revival. This would begin a national uh, institution of tearing down the idols and trying to clean the land up and trying to restore a, a semblance of repentance to the house of God. But Jeremiah goes on to say that he was born in the land of, of Benjamin in the town of Anathos. This is a town full of preachers <laughs> because Anathoth oh. was literally... The, the the Levitical territory uh, given to them by the tribe of Benjamin. And it's about two and a half, three miles away from Jerusalem where Solomon's temple was. So it, it, Jeremiah, in essence, grows up around a bunch of preachers and he grows up in the shadow of the great holy city, the great city of Jerusalem and the temple of Solomon. And to me, this is interesting because it's as if the Lord had strategically placed the young Jeremiah right where he could witness the incredible decline of the nation and and, and the decline of the priesthood and the ministry. This was his upbringing. This is who he was around. And after all, you know, growing up in the shadow of Jerusalem and and, and Solomon's temple, uh, you would see so much, especially your father being the high priest. And what's interesting as well is that he goes on to say that uh, the Word of the Lord came to him in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon the king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign and then in verse three, it says he goes through the successive monarchies that he would witness Josiah, uh, Jehoiakim, and then zedekiah and so his ministry spanned three different royal houses, but they all culminated in one generation. he was going to witness the 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 heights of a revival under josiah and then the quick judgment that would follow after in the subsequent kings ultimately leading to the captivity of the nation and the destruction of the temple now what we learn in verse 2 is that the ministry began in the 11th year of josiah's reign and it would be in the 18th year as we were talking about of josiah that this torah scroll we were talking to you about which literally had been uh, written by Moses himself, it would be found by Jeremiah's father, Hilkiah. And so both Jeremiah and Josiah are young, and, and there's, a, there's a thing that begins to happen as the Spirit of God moves. And his father, Hilkiah, Jeremiah's father, he finds this Torah scroll, as, as you can find recorded in the Book of Kings, the the temple had been in such disrepair that what i have read in my research here is that the original torah that moses had recorded in the wilderness before they ever became a nation in the promised land that moses wrote with his own hand had been placed in the ark of the covenant and and had been secured there throughout the centuries and then once we come to the time that was talking about now after the minis- the 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 kingship of Manasseh probably the wickedest king that ever lived and Ammon his son which would be Josiah's grandfather uh, the 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 disrepair of the temple had become so bad that even something as holy and 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 precious as as the word of God which Moses had recorded had gotten lost and it had and had become nothing more but but uh found under a pile of of other stuff as they were beginning to clean the temple out in the days of josiah they came across the scroll that moses had written and what this shows is just how far the word of god had been rejected in that nation how far it had slipped even though it was meant to be under the under the caretaking of the priests and the levites and the scribes and and all the teachers of the word of God, the pastors, the shepherds, the prophets, the word of God had so declined that by the time we get to the time of Josiah and Jeremiah, it literally is lost and had to be dusted off and discovered. And it is kind of what <laughs> what we really need today, right? It's almost like right. the word of God has been lost, man. Yeah. I mean, what you hear cool. coming, right? Coming from the from the major ministries and pulpits of, across the land by and large. I don't know what it is they're talking about, but it's not the word of God. And, and if we ever needed uh, men of God to go out and, 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 and search for the word, so to speak, and rediscover it and introduce it to a new generation, because that's what Jeremiah's father yes. did. He introduced yes. it to the king who was, at this time, he was around 20 uh, 28 years old he was a young man he assumed the throne when he was 16 12 years later this Torah scroll would be found and when he would hear the reading of the words of it Josiah would weep and that would begin uh, and uh, and he would begin to institute what appeared to be kind of a national spiritual repentance right uh, you know the story you you you, brother Fernando brother Jeremy you know the story a natural place. spiritual revival appeared to take place yes you know, the king was moved by this scroll and uh but the truth is is that is that the even though the king was like removing all these altars and idols and cleaning the house of god and all that kind of stuff and and the people seemed to be rejoicing about it they seemed to be uh hooking up to the to the new administration. <laughs> I'm
2: going right. to get in trouble
1: already. On Memorial Day, right? I'm going to get in trouble on Memorial Day. <laughs> but the, the truth is the people were, you know, they were acting as they, they were hitching themselves to this new king, right? And and what he was doing. But, but the truth is the people were, were still tied to their idolatry and their immorality, right. which was in their hearts. So really it was a pseudo revival that was taking place. It, it appeared that a, a restoration of sorts was occurring, right? That something good was happening and, and they kind of right. got excited. Uh, and 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 the, and the truth is, is that it made Jeremiah's ministry for what God was about to reveal to him a lot harder because these oh. people actually thought that they were, you know, in revival, that right. God was moving again, right? And, right. And, and Jeremiah comes up under a different word. You know, it made his ministry even harder as we go forward because God showed Jeremiah a completely different story. He showed Jeremiah that judgment was coming in spite of what it appeared to be on the outside, right? I mean, the truth was that the people were were basically self deluded hypocrites. They right. they acted like they were all on fire for God, but the truth is, um they still cling to their compromise and their idols and their hidden immorality. Now there's several things we can look at here and, and, and brother Jeremy, could you read again? It's into this kind of climate and I've kind of hurried through it. But Jeremiah finds himself up under a society that, that has been living in absolute backslidden condition the yeah. nation and the ministry and the people have allowed the nation to decline to a particular point and then out of the blue even though the prophets have been saying judgment's coming for, for several hundred years really for a couple hundred years leading up to this point there was a heightened expectation that 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 judgment would indeed come amongst the people of God that were shut away with God but out of the bl- out of the blue after a manasseh and an ammon type administration which led the people into gross immorality and the decline of the ministry the priesthood and and the prophets and the scribes they were all corrupt into yes. this brief moment of history comes what appears to be out of the blue, this, this national revival, this, this, this changing of the way that things were being done, and in a sense, it brings a sense of confusion to the people of God, that the true ones that are shut away, to a Jeremiah even, because, Brother Jeremy, can you read verse 11? Based on all this that we're talking about, the Lord comes to Jeremiah and then asks him a question. Can you read that in verse 11?
0: Moreover, excuse me, moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree.
1: This is really powerful because the Lord comes to Jeremiah in the midst of this pseudo-national revival, if you will. And, and and in a way, he's like, okay, everybody's saying, you know, it's all great under King Josiah and everything's back and we're all going to be, you know, happy and everything's cool. And the truth is, on the outside, they were doing certain stuff, but on the inside, they were still a compromised, backslidden people. And no matter what it looked on the outside, God comes to his servant and he says, what do you see? Mm-hmm. Jeremiah, what do you actually see? Do you see uh that everything's all right now and and everything's gonna be just fine?
0: What do you see
1: and Jeremiah tells the lord uh, <laughs> I, know, I think what the Lord was actually saying to is, what do you see, Jeremiah? Do you see a revival mm-hmm. right do you right. see a revival taking place, Jeremiah? Do you see a transition to greatness? (laughs) Uh, Right. right. All right. I mean, that's the latest thing I've been hearing around America is we're we're transitioning to greatness now. Um, But Jeremiah responds and says, I see the rod of an almond tree. In other words, I see the exact opposite of what it appears to be on the outside. I see judgment coming. Right, and now that that wasn't a popular word, right? I mean, remember this. Go ahead, brothers. Oh, this is
0: this is this is powerful because it's such a. It's almost. It's almost like you're reading the daily newspaper today if we had one, right? (laughs) I know, right? It, It it it. What you're saying is exactly where we're at. Little did they know that from Josiah's kingdom, there were either I think one. Kingdom away from their captivity in Babylon, right? That's right. Am I correct? Just a few years, that's right? Just, mm-hmm. just a few years, uh, a, a prophecy would be fulfilled that I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was given to Joachim that his sons would be taken captive to Babylon. Yes, right. Yes, that's right. And, yes. And 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 so this is. <laughs> it's like I feel like you're you're reading the paper like today, which what what's exactly what we're going people are shouting, revival's coming that's what the prophets are saying right revival is yes. coming the best is yet to come there was there a um even taking um the 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 the, the prophecy by the Wilkerson member gave they're mis misusing it to say that he's saying there's a revival coming when what we're you know what we or, or you no know, let's say it like this what the the men of God that are being shut with God are seeing is something else. Yes. Right. So yeah. I, I don't know it's just it's, it's powerful uh, what we're what we're uh, um gleaning from this.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and there, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up about uh, those that have been shut away with God and you brought up uh, the prophets before us uh, before our time, Brother Wilkerson and and the others. It's interesting because speaking about that Torah scroll that Jeremiah's father, the high priest, found in the temple, uh, it it was actually the sages say that that it was the, the, the scroll of the book of Deuteronomy. And that when Josiah heard the book of Deuteronomy read to him, he realized that Moses said, if the people become a certain way, if they fall away, then God is going to destroy the nation and scatter them to the four corners of the earth. It is why... And, and and let's just think about this for a second. Think about this. How many? It had been almost a hundred years since this uh, blessed Torah scroll of Moses had been read, and 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 now it's being read by Shaphan the scribe to Josiah. Uh, discovered by Jeremiah's father, and when it was read, the anointing, the presence of God came and filled the the king's chamber a young king by the way and and it moved him to such an extent that he wept when he heard the word of god and himself attempted to bring about a national revival but you talk about those being shut away with god that's that is very true Uh, There are those out there and even many that are scattered away from the organized church system For years now you have been shut away with God and you have been seeking him You have been faithfully plodding along in a generation that seems to be getting away with everything (laughs) You know, but but there comes a day of reckoning and 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 out of the blue, when Jeremiah begins to uh, come to power, it appeared on the surface that things were going to change. But like Brother Jeremy pointed out, we're only about 20-plus years from this moment where judgment will come and will ultimately bring the nation down because it had deluded itself into thinking that it was okay. And what made Jeremiah's ministry so much more difficult as the rabbis say, which I think is a really good thing they point out, what made it so much more difficult was that because it appeared that they were back in in a in a certain direction directional flow by the leadership, which is Josiah, that they it secured their belief that they were they were beyond judgment, that they were Jerusalem mm. that they were the center of everything, much like our society today that has wrapped itself in a pseudo-patriotism and 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 a and a pseudo-religious attachment to that patriotism, thinking that there is absolutely no way, contrary to what the prophets of God have been prophesying to this nation for decades, that anything could happen to our nation, and that really the best is yet to come. That's why I use that phrase, a transition to greatness, because that's what that's what the president of the United States said just a few days ago. We're in a transition to greatness. And I thought to myself when I heard that, not to be political, because I'm neither Republican or Democrat. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're looking for a different kingdom, right? But the the, right. the phrase that we're in a transition to greatness, the Lord reminded me of this story that we're talking about today. Because, because <laughs> we'll get into that in a second, but it is that sense that we are so great and we're back, we're just a matter of time, we'll be better than ever. And they don't understand that prophecies have gone before, That that the level of sin, degradation, and falling away from God is so deep that it's beyond repair, that even if they were to try and institute a revival, which they tried to do in Jeremiah's time. It because it was not a revival of the heart, remember brothers, he would read, I mean he would prophesy to them, you know, rend your heart, not your garment. Right. In other words, don't do this yes. outward show, right? It, yes. It's all about the it's all about your heart. And so the 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 parallels are striking. Because prophecies have gone before us even before you and I were born. You know, and 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 uh, and then in the late 70s, 80s, and 90s, it came strongly from Ravenhill and Wilkerson and Tozer and Havner and all those guys. Even all the way back to the early 1900s, uh, A.R. Torrey and and, uh, and 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 the like Wormbrand and all those guys in the 30s and 40s and other great men of God through there, they saw what was coming, and though it was a hundred or so years before our time. Those words are still coming. (laughs) I mean, we've already begun to see them where we're at now.
0: Resignating.
1: Yeah. And so I think we need to remember that Jeremiah was unique because after hundreds of years of warning by the prophets to Judah and Israel that judgment would come because of their compromise and sin, Jeremiah is the prophet who did not prophesy of some distant future judgment. Remember that? No, he's a prophet that was raised up to warn the people to prepare. Because judgment, in spite of what it looked to the people at first under Josiah, judgment was going to happen in their time anyway. And they just couldn't get it. They just wouldn't see it. And so when we stand up now, and and, and, let me say this too. The way the Lord ministered it to me, and we'll get a little bit, we'll talk about it again in a minute, but but we're beginning to be let out of our houses now.
2: <laughs> and, right. and
1: think of this, think of this, brothers, here in America, because the parallels, again, we're talking about metaphors and parallels, prophetic parallels of a nation that, that doesn't realize where it really is like it was in Judah's day. Doesn't re- they didn't really right. realize how close they really were. And they thought that some pseudo revival that they were engaged in, which was a lie, uh, that they could wrap themselves in nationalism. We're we're Jerusalem. We're the temple. We're, you know, whatever. Uh, We're the people of God. You know, nothing can happen to us. And and look, you know, we're in power now. Good things are happening. Well, the truth is you are going to be held accountable for all the decades leading up to this time. That you didn't repent, that you didn't turn, and so ingrained is your compromise that behind closed doors God sees exactly what you're doing, and now we're being let out in our country, we're being let out, and it's it's no accident that we've been let out right at the beginning of summer I mean it's <laughs> It's like it's like you gotta have ice to see here. I mean, what's summer all about? Summer dollars, summer vacation, you gotta spend money, we're gonna try to that's why they're doing this. Because they know that the nation itself is standing on the brink of absolute financial collapse. And we're gonna right. come out of this you mark my words, we're gonna come out of this and it's not going to be what we think. So that's for another time. But my Brother, point Brother is, Marty. is Go ahead.
0: I hey, I heard a a, a particular very well known um, <clears throat> uh preacher uh she said that uh speaking about you know the the condition of our of the with the coronavirus that it doesn't necessarily mean that we're in the end times we're far away from it uh-huh. basically was her the point of her you know uh, saying in other words you know I I'm, I'm not one of these people I suppose she's trying to say that that, you know, they say, oh, this is the sign that the Lord is coming, but we're, we're far from it, you know? And that's an yeah. example of the mentality of, of of many of the preachers today. They are bent that they're going to somehow bring this pseudo revival, you know? They're trying uh-huh. to, how do you say it, brother? They're, they're try, the word fails me. They're trying to make up a revival or bring it to pass.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, it's like a forced revival, right? Like they, they're going to yes. make a revival happen,
0: right? Yes. And that's what you were saying. That that's in essence what, what the prophets were trying to do in the times of Jeremiah when clearly the Lord was telling them, you know, look, we're heading towards a captivity. We're we're heading towards a, a, a time, you know, and, and they, were, they were prophesying and saying the very opposite, which is exactly complete, what is taking place today, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's why I think that, I was going to say, God's letting us, uh, us witness what we're witnessing. And there's this strange thing. Now we're talking about our times now. There's this strange sense, and I know you guys can feel it, like, wait a minute. what, What just happened here? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> what just happened here? I mean, weren't we just freaking out because we're under lockdown and, you know, everybody's going to die and, you know. And, and, and nobody and all the false prophets saying, oh, the coronavirus is going away, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like this intense feeling. People are afraid, turning to their Bibles. They're looking at their preachers who have no answers. I mean, and, and here we are, you know, everybody's buying supplies. And, and then wait a minute. It's like eight weeks later, it's like, ta-da, it's all over. We can go out and party now, man. We can go out. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? And there's this right. sense. Amongst the people of God, I mean the real people of God, who who know that God right. has brought a judgment upon this country, whether they want to, He's allowed it, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. So they're going to do what Brother Jerry was just saying, right? They're going to go out there and they're barbecuing on the beach and they're, you know, they're they're getting drunk in their bars and they're doing all the stuff they want to do as we begin this Memorial Day, and they're right. saying everything's great. But what this has worked to do in the hearts of the faithful is is bring them into a sense of melancholy sadness in a way because they don't understand what they're feeling because what you're really feeling in the spirit is about 290 million people saying <laughs> – We've had enough of this, and we're going to have our own destiny. We're going to make our own destiny in spite of death happening all around us. And so it's a confusing kind of thing because now everybody's saying it's cool. Now we can start, you know, phasing and do all this kind of stuff. But the people of God are going, wait a minute. This doesn't seem right. It doesn't – the outward display doesn't fit with what I'm actually feeling in my heart. And it seems to have brought, if we're not careful, a sense of confusion for what we really know and 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 God similarly comes into Jeremiah's life in the same kind of a sense this is This is multiple years into his ministry now it's in the eighteenth year of Josiah. And so and so Jeremiah has already uh he's probably in, in his early 30s or something like that by now but he's Thanks. been raised by God has been called by God a decade or so earlier which we see in in verse uh in verse 4 when the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah and and he begins to tell him I've called you to be a prophet then there's this big revival that's happening and and if and it could almost bring about a sense of confusion to God's people like it did, I believe, to Jeremiah, just in his own human nature, because God comes to him and asks him that question. In spite of all this that you see in front of you in your eyes, Jeremiah, what do you see? Almost as if by by his mere appearance in the word, he's trying to encourage him. And 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 reign him back in to the reality, and and the assurance that what God told him is indeed true, and that he and that he's not to be confused by the outward display of what appears to be a transition to greatness.
2: <laughs> right. For the mark, go ahead, we, brother. We, yes, we have a generation that doesn't know. Um, what this nation uh, used to be about, and the great preachers it had. Um, yeah. you know, There right. was a time in this nation where there was a, a, a line drawn the, uh, uh, down the middle in this nation where Christians were Christians and the world was the world. That line has literally been erased, and things yeah. are so convoluted, right? So we don't we don't know what's what. We don't know what is a move of God anymore. Everything has been so mixed in together, intertwined, politics with religion, that we don't know how to identify the true move of God because the law of God has been made void. Why? And I I ask myself the question, like, how did we get here? (laughs) How are we not able to discern what in the world is going on as the church? There is a remnant that is seen it. And in Jeremiah chapter 5, and I'm you're probably going there eventually, the Lord told him, Go. Go find the older men of the nation.
1: for well, yes. they've known
2: my ways. Right? Yes. Yes. But yes. they had altogether made void the law of God. So, so I, I think that the blame in many ways lays at the feet of preachers who still yes. stand today and and, and, and and knew that America that in that in some ways was still, you know, uh, uh following the Lord in certain aspects. Um, and, and they have crossed over and transitioned into this generation that doesn't know anything about yes. the moves of God. Yeah. Right? the blame lays at the feet of these preachers that have not warned this generation. Right? I, yeah, I, I, and I, that's, I, that's how I feel. I think that's what the No, Bible you're absolutely right. It happened in the days of Jeremiah.
1: Yes, and I and I think that that's it, precisely why the prophet Jeremiah brought out when he starts the book, he said, I was, I was amongst the priests. I grew up around the ministry. Right. And, and out of that whole collection of preachers in his generation, only he, (laughs) only he emerged. Right. And God literally said, I had to, I had to interject you into this situation. Right. He told him, look, I chose you before you were in your mother's womb. I mean, this is desperate straits. Because the condition of the ministry, his aging father Hilkiah, right? Uh, you know, w- was a righteous man, but but his his generation was passing away, and if he didn't raise up a Jeremiah at this time, then the judgment would have come and overrun the nation without one final warning, and slaughtered all of them, and and that's a good point, brother. For because that's exactly what what we're saying uh, here. Yeah. Remember. It, it, remember. Go
0: ahead, brother. I just wanted to say, and and that's what the preachers and the prophets of today—they have become a stumbling block, a scandal, a stumbling block too. Remember, and not to get too far, but I, I think it's it's good to say it when it, it's the wheat and the tear, right? The enemy who sowed that seed, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 their words have become a stumbling block for the people of God. And it's brought him, as you were speaking earlier on, brother Marty. Where even the people that, that are seeking the Lord were confused. Some, right? Were confused, yes. and, and so that's what we see is that seed that was planted an, an offense and a, a a a stumbling block, the word. And that's why, because remember, with brother Fernando, that the preachers of old uh, they used to be the conscience of America. <laughs> Yeah. They, they held America accountable, you know, with the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord, you know, preaching holiness. And somehow the enemy has sowed a seed and brought a confusion where now we we have no discernment. We've been desensitized. We don't understand what is taking place. And I just wanted to interject that uh brother
1: yeah, and that's that's all. That's exactly right, and 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 that's the same the same conditions that we see in Jeremiah's day are are playing out now. And I, I wanted to bring a word of encouragement this morning because I know by the Spirit of the Lord, I pray humbly say this that there are many of you out there that listen and all, and shall listen that have wondered. I thought we were under one kind of a thing that was happening, and now it feels like. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I didn't see right. Maybe maybe it's just like it's always been. You know, it's just another thing that happened, and here we go again. We're going back to normal. Well, I come by to tell you today, and we come by to tell you today, uh-uh. This is different. And that's why the Lord, uh, in the time of Jeremiah, came to him. In verse 11, he says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me. And, and notice he didn't say some feeling or some thought or he said the word of the Lord, because the Lord yeah. in his word speaks, his word speaks, especially at times that are crucial and critical to a national uh, uh, repentance or a national judgment. And and Jeremiah went back to the word and says, it was the word of the Lord that came to me as I pursued the word the word came to me the revelation came to me and it spoke to me by the spirit and asked me the question what are you seeing don't be taken away from what god is showing you and and you need to reaffirm it in yourself it's time to grow up in other words it's enough of this it's enough in our spiritual development to say i know in whom I have believed, right? I know what God is showing me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hitch my boat to the reality of what he has said. I'm gonna I'm gonna anchor myself to what I know that I know that I know he said in spite of what I see around me. And that's what God is asking his people right now. Don't be carried away with what you're seeing. Just because the beaches are full and the barbecues have been fired up. <laughs> and then, right. And everybody, right? And everybody said, "Oh, this is it, right? This is great. We went through that. It's over." Who says it's over? You? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who says it over? You know, Mister False Prophet, who said the coronavirus was going to be blown away at the beginning of the year, and a hundred thousand people have died. Oh no, 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 no. What seest thou, Jeremiah? Mm. Remember what I've showed you, and Jeremiah. Jeremiah, <laughs> Jeremiah, really, in in many senses, is, is a type of Christ in this time. Just remember what Apostle Peter told us in First Peter. Uh, can you turn over there, Brother Jeremy? First Peter, chapter one. Yes. What did he say about the prophets? Uh, can you read verse eleven to us?
0: Yes. Searching what, or what manner of time, the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow.
1: So, so what Peter identified there was that the prophets like we're reading about Jeremiah and the prophets before him, that it was literally the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ that was in every single one of them. And that it was the spirit of Christ that spoke through them. So Jeremiah is unique. Because he's raised up just before the nation would be judged and the temple would be destroyed. And Peter says the spirit of Christ was speaking through him. It's just like hundreds of years later when Jesus would come. The real manifestation of God, Jesus Christ himself, no longer just his spirit, but manifested in the flesh. He had the same word to his people. You know, because they rejected him, the nation would be destroyed, just like in Jeremiah's day, and the temple would be burned to the ground by the Romans, just like the Babylonians burned the temple to the ground in Jeremiah's day. So we're we're witnessing the Spirit of Christ moving in generations, and so the Holy Spirit is moving in our generation. Destruction will come. And and yeah. it's not a pleasant thing to 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 talk about. It's not like we rejoice in it. But if we're prudent, we need to prepare and we need to be anchored to what we know that we know that we know that God has revealed. Consider this. (laughs) The sages tell us that Jeremiah was called at a young age and wasn't allowed to fully develop, in a sense, to grow into his ministry because time was running out. And so I believe right. what the I believe in our times, brothers, we are seeing and will see the same thing. See in verse number six. Can you read verse six, brother Jeremy? After God tells him, "I've called you" and all this stuff, what does Jeremiah say in verse six?
0: In uh, Jeremiah, yeah, it says one verse, then,
1: then said I,
0: Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child.
1: So we're talking about a ministry raised up that wasn't fully developed in the natural, right? But that God had to interject at a crucial time. And Jeremiah, when he's confronted with the weight of it, he says to the Lord, I can't speak. I'm just a kid. I'm not fully developed yet. You know? And and what I felt like the Lord was showing me in that was that in our time, The Lord is going to move upon, and it doesn't matter how old or young you are, it's a sense of ministry. It's a sense of calling. He's going to move upon those who are consecrated before him, and he's going to put his words in their mouth. Just like Joel's prophecy said, right? In the last days, he was going to pour out his spirit on who? Your sons, your daughters, and they're going to prophesy. And so I think that that's what we're witnessing now is that whether you're old or young, and the natural doesn't matter. It's the condition of development that's going to be accelerated by the Spirit of God for such a time as this. So quit looking at yourself and 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 estimating that you're not ready, you're not prepared, or maybe you're in this phase or that whatever. Get under what the lord is saying and and let him understand this is going to be a work of god coming upon you and coming upon the true church in this final hour whether you're young or old alike don't say this i'm a child i can't do it they won't respect me hey who cares they're so hard anyway it's not gonna matter he said don't be afraid of their faces right Right. (laughs) don't be afraid of what he tells you to say So he says, what is it you're seeing? Don't doubt what you're seeing, Jeremiah. It's in my word. The patterns are there. The the parallels are there in our time. Don't doubt what God has told you. So what are you looking at, Jeremiah? And Jeremiah says, "I, I see the rod of an almond tree. And God tells him, thou hast well seen. And like we were saying, some of you are confused right now. The nation is beginning to emerge. The people are going back to their party man. The mega churches right. are beginning to regather, <laughs> and it appears right. like 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 it's like it's like it's all over and it's back to business.
0: Right.
1: God is asking you guys and me and everyone listening, what do you see exactly right. Trust the voice of the Lord in your heart. Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, the word is speaking to us, man. So what does Jeremiah say? He says, I see the rod of an almond tree. Well, the word rod, uh, a rod is symbolic of judgment. So Jeremiah says, I see judgment. And then the almond trees, uh, I was reading where they say that the almond trees uh, take 21 days to blossom. When an almond tree begins to blossom, it only takes 21 days. So in effect, what Jeremiah was telling the Lord is, what I see is judgment, and what I see is a quick judgment. It's coming quickly. I see judgment fast approaching. In spite of what it looks like, Lord, that's what I see. And the Lord says, yeah, well done, because I am going to hasten my word to perform it. In other words, it is going to come to pass now in this generation and all the prophets warnings from before are 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 now set and you are going uh and and you will uh and you will see it come to pass in your time and that's what you're supposed to be preaching something's coming something powerfully uh earth shaking If if we haven't been shaken as it is i mean consider what we're talking about man I mean, look at what has happened just in the last four or five months. The entire world has changed, and it's not enough for this nation of ours, is it? Somebody say something. Amen. You know,
0: last week, Brother Brother, um, Brother, uh, Marty, Brother Fernando, when we studied uh, the the story of Daniel, we, we had a series, The Fourth Man in the Fire, which I recommend if you haven't heard it to go back. And one of the things that you brought out is how all of a sudden these people, these four young men, were propelled into captivity at, some, at such a young age. Yeah. They did not have time to say, "I'm going to go pray about it now." Now, you know, yeah. But yeah. what was the secret? They had already made up their mind. And, and I think yeah. that's the answer to to the listener today you know it is is it's not wait till things happen and then seek the Lord because there shall be no time this there's a captivity and it's going to happen quickly it, we must already make up our mind. and we must we must be convinced we must know beyond a that God is speaking today that it it's either the word of the Lord or it's not yes and i think and i think that's the answer this Time that we have had in this coronavirus and our quarantine is for it's to really tighten up <laughs> those things and and understand where are we heading? Because when it comes, it's going to come, brothers and sisters. There ain't gonna be time for a 21-day Daniel fast. You're gonna be <laughs> propelled, and you're gonna have to know. You either know or you don't. You're either convinced or you're not. And I believe, that that's where part of what the Holy Spirit is doing today. He is tugging at the heart, you know, because, yes, that thought comes. Well, maybe I was wrong. (laughs) Maybe, you know, everything is going to be all right, right? No, don't be fooled. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying. Don't be fooled. Don't be deceived. Right. Something is going to happen, and it's going to happen, as you're saying right now at this moment, that this judgment is coming very quickly. Yes. Very
2: quickly. I just wanted to point that out. The Church is fighting to not be besieged by the spirit of the age mm. um, the whole world, including Christians in it, will be besieged by it. Now what we do um when this is taking place it's it's what it's what's going to separate us. Daniel had no choice in the matter the right. the Babylonian Empire was coming whether he liked it or not. He was besieged, he was taken by force. There is nothing you're going to be able to do to, well, I don't know what the world's going to do, but I'm going to continue serving God and I'm going to have church. And no, there's going to come a time where you're not going to be able to because you're not going to be allowed to. Right. And this is is very hard for Christians in America to understand that what's coming our way, it's going to besiege the whole world. Yes. And we are believers in this world, but we're looking for another kingdom. So that means yes. that whether we like it or not, the decisions that will be made in this earth, because we know that the God of this world is the devil, right? This, this, this yes. is not our world. This is not our, you know, we're just pilgrims passing by, as, as Pastor always says. This is yes. what's hard to understand. And this is what Jeremiah saw firsthand the systematic destruction of, of the worship of God, the leadership of God, you know, uh uh the the, the leadership of the nation, the spiritual leadership, the 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 the, the <clears throat> uh political leadership of the nation. He saw it firsthand and he saw the in- incoming uh enemy that was Babylon. And he was basically telling the people, You have no choice in this. You're going to be besieged. You are going to be conquered right that was his message mm-hmm.
1: and that and that's powerful mm-hmm. brother cuz that's precisely yeah. why God interjected him into the culture at that moment because judgment mm-hmm. was imminent it wasn't a matter of if you turn and repent it won't happen anymore no they crossed the line and didn't right. even know it right they had long right they had long ago crossed the line under the leadership of Manasseh and Ammon, uh, Josiah's grandpa So even though there was a temporary reprieve, so it seemed, but it was right. very short-lived, they had already been concluded as coming under judgment. and And so it was inevitable what was coming. And that's why God interjected him, like you're saying, right there now. Because what this is a parallel of, I believe, in our time, is that, Jeremiah is – those that are like Jeremiah uh, were in his time. God put him there to tell them it's coming, it's over, and and it's going to happen. But at the same time, here are the divine instructions that you're going to need to navigate yourself for this coming global empire that's going to sweep the nation. Right. Right? Right? And those who fought against that died. (laughs) <laughs> right.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, almost right. 90 That's true
1: right almost 90 percent of them it was an it was anathema to the thought process of the great judah right the great jerusalem or the temple it was it was unthinkable to tell right. them right to tell them you're going to have to submit to what's coming and 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 if you don't Incredible. which goes against in our day the american mindset right especially the church in America, you start telling them, Hey, this is going to happen and you better, you know, mellow out and follow the spirit of God here. Because if you go out there, start marching on capital cities, all you're doing is identifying yourself for what is yet to come because they know where you live, what you do, and (laughs) what they're going to do about you. Right. But it's possible God is saying, I'm raising up voices that my people will hear And take heed to what my prophets will tell you through the Word of God, the true prophets, not the fake tap-dancing, gel-wearing, hair-wearing, tattooed pastors of our day, or the short-skirt, heel wearing false prophetesses of the day. But those that are shut away with God, those that resonate with your spirit, my sheep hear my voice, and another they will not follow. What do you see, Jeremiah? Right? Right. So, like, like you said, Brother Jeremiah. Go ahead. I mean, Brother. Oh, brother. It, it, it it it's it's it's
0: powerful because th- look at the type of things that the people were listening to. The priests, the people, they were hearing prophecies like the prophecies of of Hananiah, false prophecies like the Lord says, "I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon." Right? Within two yeah. full four years, will I bring again into the place all these vessels of the Lord's house? Even in their captivity, they could not see. They were being prophesied, you know, this shall come to pass. And, yes, the coronavirus shall come to pass, but something is happening. But these were yeah. the types of prophecies that the other false prophets were seeing. Yeah. And that's where the question is, what are you seeing? Does it line with the word of God? Do you see the parallels? Because or else you're going to be taken, and what you are going to see here is these the yoke has been broken. No, America, the best is yet to come. There's a revival, <laughs> a third awakening that's going to come here to America. Really? Okay. Well, what do you say about this story that we're reading to you about, that we're talking about of Je- the prophet Jeremiah? Do you yes. see the parallels? Do do we sense, do we have, we keep saying, right? Do you have eyes to see, ears to hear? And And, and that's powerful because, while God asked Jeremiah, "What do you see?" We we can definitely see what the false prophets were seeing. Yeah, you know, they were seeing yeah, prosperity man. and and freedom, right? <laughs> right. Uh, this,
1: and this
2: is this is what this is what messes with me. And I'll tell you guys. I mean, I'm you know I'm I, I'm not the smartest guy, right? But I read the Bible Amen. and I read what is it <laughs> <laughs> in the in the book of the book of Jeremiah, right? And and, yes. and what he had to deal with, and and it's like you wonder, like. What in the world are Christians reading in scripture? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. do they even read the book of the prophets?
1: No, right. they don't. Do they
2: do 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 they see the the similarities of what took place in the days of Isaiah, of, of Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel? Do they can they compare it to today? What in the world are they searching the scripture for? Right? And, and it's like it's like wait a minute, you know, the, we're a mess we we can't even we don't even know how to properly read scripture and understand it right it's there it's there and and, and, and especially when you're dealing with these christians follow these charismatic false preachers for the most part yes you know it's yes. like go read the go, go read the, the story <laughs> of the prophets man <laughs> that's right that's right you know it, 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 and, and you're gonna see what these guys are doing it's been done before it's
1: been, it's been done been before, before. And, and that's a good thing
2: yes. is that it's been done before,
1: and that is that yes. is a sign to a generation. Remember what right. Paul told Timothy in the last days uh you know they will heap to themselves teachers having engineers, there' will yes, be yes. many false prophets. Jesus said there'll be many false christs, right there'll be many that say that Jesus is Christ but they're they're there to deceive many. They'll sprinkle Jesus on their messages just to try and legitimize themselves in the community of of, of Christianity, but the truth is they're false Christ, false prophets, and the people love to have it so. But there's always yeah. a remnant that God has spoken to. He's brought through the fire. He's always done that. And so whether they receive the message or not, he told Jeremiah, right? He says, "Don't be afraid of their faces. Who are they anyway?" Right. You know? Right. They've had all this time to lead, to guide, to preach, to teach, and they have nothing. They're a big nothing burger, man. <laughs>
0: it's nothing, yeah, nothing burger. <laughs> I like
1: get what up one preacher laundry, said, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: ahead,
1: I, li- I like what one preacher said. They've turned the church into cuckoo banana town, right? So, oh, I mean,
2: seriously,
1: man. Well, well, brother,
0: like, what are we calling revival? Look, look, this is what we're calling revival right now in America. What we're saying, oh, God is moving. Look at the people. They're rising up and protesting against the governors to open up the churches because they're taking our freedom. (laughs) Really? That's what we call revival? Yeah. No, no, that's not revival. Revival is a rent heart. It's a repented heart. It's people on their knees and repenting and Mm -hmm. turning away from their sin. It's preachers getting back on their pulpit. Hallelujah. And (laughs) declaring. Yes. I don't mean to get yes. emotional, but you know it it's a it, what you said but brother Marty, it's a mel, mel what do you call it? melancholy that's that that,
1: melancholy. Yeah. That,
0: that, yeah. that is upon the, the, the men of God because we can see it. Yeah. We can see it and, and, and as brother Fernando you are and you are saying, how can the people not see it? We're, we yeah. are heading exactly and it's even worse now because today we have we don't have the excuse. We have the complete word of God from Genesis yes. to Revelation. We have no excuse, especially here in our nation. But that's that's what we call revival today. <laughs> to to go and protest and file a lawsuit against the, the governor, right? Which I mean stupidity.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, right. that's that's yeah. revival in America. That's what we we got. Revival. That look, we're we're protesting in the streets. Right. We're marching. Really? That better that's be incredible, quiet, man. I, no, I that's be good. Quiet. I don't, right. don't want to get you guys in trouble, man.
1: <laughs> right. No, we'll just hide behind you, brother. That's all right. And, and uh, and verse. <laughs> but again, let's go back to verse eleven, and then I want to close yeah. with what Brother Jeremy brought out because. That's funny, brother Jeremy, because that was that was in my my little notes here where I said, you know, maybe we'll go over to Jeremiah 28, and I think it's important to finish there. Um, yes. with And I know it's the spirit of the Lord because you brought it up, Hannah and I, right? But well, let's let's look yes. at let's look at verse 11 because because he says, uh, I see the rod of an almond tree, and then verse 12, uh, the Lord says, you you've seen right, you've seen judgment. That is exactly what's coming, and it's coming quickly. So verse 11 and 12 it it It's the what, like what do you see right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then verse thirteen uh is the second word that comes to jeremiah and 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 what and then what he sees is not the what but the how, how is the yes. judgment going to come and 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 that is the twofold revelation of God in verse eleven and twelve, What do you see? I see a rod of an almond tree mm-hmm. it judgment is going to come. Quickly in this generation, verse thirteen, he says, I see a seething pot. He sees the how. And that seething pot was a was a boiling pot of water, basically, was what he saw was was the coming of the Babylonian Empire, the global empire. And and this is what we are saying, and I'm not gonna back up from it. We have already crossed into this. Judgment is going yeah. to come. I'm not saying it's coming next week, but it's going to come quickly. And and, and, and what this backslidden, compromised American church – and if you fall under that category, go ahead and get mad at me. I don't care. I've already heard oh, a few man. people come my way with with criticisms for some of the things we've been talking about because they say we're dark and we're depressing and blah, blah, blah. Well, to you it is because it, it, it hits you right upside the head with your sin and your compromise. Right and your stupidity, and your lack of prayer, and your lack of consecration, right. and your lack of studying the Word. So if it bothers you, well, that's just too bad. I don't care because the truth of the matter is is this nation has crossed the line, and no matter what you yeah. think your pseudo-revival looks like, the fact of the matter is, is we see the rod of an almond tree, and God is Hallelujah. saying, thou hast well yeah. seen. It is coming. So now we can begin to prepare those who have ears to hear and say, look, this is what we need to do. This is what God is saying. This is what we need to do. We need to prepare. We need to pray. We need to seek God. We need to gather our loved ones around. We need to hook up with like-minded fellowship believers. We need to understand Mm -hmm. the times we're living in. And we know what's coming because the next thing Jeremiah saw was a global empire. Babylon is coming, right? And, And that's what's on the horizon for this planet. We used to always hear these conspiracy theories about, you know, this global system and the Illuminati and all that crazy stuff they talk about, right? Well, they're not even right. hiding it anymore. I mean, it's right. open, yeah. and open and they used the pandemic to begin to interject this into the cultural uh, collective thought process. I saw a picture the other day of people gathered, I think it was mm-hmm. Central Park, and they drew six feet circles in the park, little white Six-foot right. circles, yeah. and, and they look like little dots, right? There was people, and you could only be in your circle. And then, like, another 10, 15 feet right. away, there's another six-foot circle. Right. And and I was blown away. And I was like, okay, what are we actually seeing here? We are seeing the conditioning of the mentality of the collective to obey whatever the mandate of the global elite system that is coming upon the face of the earth and this nation they're already conditioned the people. And so so what we're saying and what we believe the parallel here is, hey, uh, don't rise up and fight against this. What you don't realize is it's already begun. And what you need to do is set your sights on another kingdom because that's the yeah. one that's going to do away with all these kingdoms.
2: Hallelujah. Amen. God's Hallelujah.
1: children, right? Yes. Praise God. So, yes. so, brother, let's... Maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow, but like Brother Jeremy said, there was a prophet in Jeremiah's day. His name was Hananiah. And years later, uh, just a few short years later, they had taken captive. Josiah had passed off the scene. It's This all happened in less than 22 years. So Josiah right. passes off the scene. Jehoiakim becomes the king, and they take him captive under that, that time that they took Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and and, and Azariah captive, because Jeremiah destroyed the, the, the nation within three uh, military campaigns. He started right. briefly, then he came and did a little heavier duty thing, and then finally the third time he came under King Zedekiah, he destroyed the whole thing. But under Jehoiakim, he had taken him captive, and, and Jeremiah comes, and God says, I want you to put this yoke on you. And I want you to go stand in the in my house and, and and tell them they're about to be taken captive. It was it was the it was the first illustrated sermon in Jeremiah's life, I guess. I don't know. No <laughs> he, he comes <laughs> with this he comes with this big yoke, right, that they put on oxen uh, and, and and horses and stuff. And 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 the false prophet that brother Jeremy mentioned, uh, he gets angry because it's it's completely the opposite of what the false prophet was telling the people the false prophet was telling the people no 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 this this was just a temporary blip on our way to great prosperity and and god's gonna bring all the treasure back and the people that got taken everything's gonna be great and jeremiah goes and stands in solomon's temple now we're not talking about some little church house this is this is the the sen this is like going into the United States Senate or something. I mean, this is where the seat of power is. And he says, No, it's gonna be opposite than that. And what did Hananiah do? He moved aggressively and, and and took the yoke off Jeremiah and broke it into pieces and told everybody that Jeremiah was a liar and a false prophet, that he had the word of God. And this is, where we're, this is where we are in the house of God. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking yeah. about those who, who know what we're talking about right now. In this pandemic, coming out of this thing, as we're heading into summer, you're going to see this. You're going to see the exact opposite of what we're talking about being preached. <laughs> They're going to tell you everything's great. Everything's going to be good. But sudden destruction is coming. And 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 that's what happened in the days of Hananiah, because after this big display of Hananiah like confronting Jeremiah and breaking this this yoke, because really that's what they want to do, right? They want to take the message from you. They wanna break it. They don't wanna listen to it. They wanna cast it aside and they wanna decree and declare and everybody's a prophet nowadays, right? But I mean that's yeah. that's what this Hananiah was like. And in verse ten it says Hananiah the prophet took the yoke from off of the prophet Jeremiah's neck and broke it and then Hananiah prophesied in verse eleven he said he said the present in the presence of all the people right saying, thus right. saith the Lord, even so I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of babylon from from the neck of all nations within the space of two full years, yeah. and the prophet Jeremiah went his way. So that's that that that's what they were saying was that I'm not only am I going to restore everything and it's gonna be this great prosperity thing coming to, to our country and to our, our, our the people of God, he says. But I'm also gonna gonna push back all these global elites like Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> that's what he right. said. <laughs> right. Right. All right. But well, what is verse 10, twelve say, Brother Jeremy, in, in chapter twenty
0: eight, verse twelve. Yeah, it says um Then the
1: word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the
0: prophet. After that Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke from off the neck of the prophet, Jeremiah saying, Go and tell Hananiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Thou hast broken the yokes of wood, but thou shalt make for them yokes of iron. And
1: read verse 14.
0: For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron upon the neck of all these nations that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. And they shall serve him, and I have
1: given him
0: the beast of the field also.
1: Check that out. So this this is in private now. But notice the word comes to Jeremiah after Hananiah moves against the word of God in Jeremiah's life. Once Hananiah takes that step up, he's a national prophet now. He takes that step up and he breaks that word off of Jeremiah's neck, that, that illustrated word. He's, he's got this wooden beam across his neck and, and, and Hananiah moves to break it. And and when that happened, God comes to Jeremiah and says, now go prophesy to that prophet. Because these prophets, and like we talked about, we felt the Lord was telling us early on back in March when we first started these podcasts, we're going to emerge out of this. We told everybody we're going to come out of this, but two kinds of churches are going to come out of this. You're going to have those that go and hang out with the establishment types. The big mega churches, right. the false prophets, and then you're going to have those like Simon and Mary and Lazarus, right? You know, the humble church that is, that has Jesus sitting at the table with him, right? So, but, but, but Jeremiah, he comes out of this act of defiance by a national prophet and he goes to him. And, and, and when he moved to break that yoke off of Jeremiah, these prophets that, and what you're hearing right now and what you're going to hear in the next several months, it is their act of breaking the yoke and they're going to come under severe judgment because of it just as Hananiah did because what god revealed when he sent jeremiah to hananiah and said look you know you broke that wooden yoke off of my neck but all you've done is 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 break open the the flow of judgment and and the wood that you broke is going to become iron and then he, mm-hmm. he prophesies that the global government has begun. In verse 14, he, says, he said, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I've put a yoke of iron on the neck of all nations. In sure. other words, you are actually fighting up under a, a, a prophetic type, in a sense, of what would be in the final days, right? Because it is sure. prophesied, like we've been talking about, that a global government is coming. And it's already begun. And so he says, I. the fact that you've come to this extreme, you've now sealed your own fate. And what you don't understand is these are the times when this global empire is about to manifest itself and, and the king of Babylon is coming. And, and I've given him the beast of the fields also. He said, and that's a type of demonic power at a level that we are now seeing beginning to be unleashed in our time. Yes. So. So so then so then, what do we see that the Jeremiah says, yeah, you make this people to trust in a lie. Would you read that verse 15, Brother Jeremy?
0: Oh, yes. It
1: says, then said the prophet Jeremiah unto Hananiah the
0: prophet, hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath not sent thee, but thou makest this people to trust in a lie.
1: My God. Brother Fernando, would you comment on that? I mean, because that's a powerful thing yet there. You make this people yeah, it, trust in Allah.
2: It it's it goes to what we were saying, you know, uh, what was coming was going to affect all the nations of the world. Um we don't have a choice in the matter. It's it's prophetic yes. in nature. It's coming, it's here. And 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 think about that what what uh Jeremiah is saying concerning uh this false prophet, um that's what's going to emerge. Two kinds of messages. Um, if the pattern holds true, if, if, if the parallel holds, you know, is consistent and we don't repent, I, I do believe that we will begin to see uh, messages uh, coming to the church from false prophets telling them not to believe uh, what other true men of God are saying concerning what's coming. And that's going to take us deeper and deeper into this divide. Right. And we spoke about it some time ago and I challenged the people to go uh, listen to it, the story of Lazarus, uh, how, uh, Judah or Judas breaks away from, uh, from Jesus and from the disciples, um, and, and, uh, joins himself with the, uh, false establishment that would ultimately, uh, crucify Jesus Christ and, and begin to persecute, right. Those who follow him, the Lazarus of the world. So this is where we're headed. This is what we've been saying consistently um, through these podcasts. This is where we're headed. Again, this is where you that are listening have to make the choice. It's not us that's speaking. We're just telling you what happened in the days of Jeremiah and how it relates to us today. You have yeah. to make the choice. Are, is what we're saying, the word of the Lord, or is it not? And let me tell you something. That's something. That's a very delicate thing to do, you know. A very delicate situation, and place to be in. As ministers of the gospel, right? Because yes. we have yes. to be hearing from God. Otherwise, yes. yes. what we're saying, it's a false message, and we are false messengers. Yes. And I know in my heart what the Spirit is saying. I know that He's dealing with certain people that are listening that he's beginning to deal with their hearts, that they're sensing, you know what? I see it. I see exactly what you're saying. And we're not alone in this.
0: Right. The great
2: prophet Jeremiah, the prophets of old, even Ezekiel, that's the next transition. Ezekiel was in captivity, prophesying. Yes. Right? Jeremiah was talking about the, 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 the captivity that was coming. Ezekiel was in captivity. Yes. And then we have Daniel, which represents, I believe, the last three and a half years of God's prophetic time clock being fulfilled uh, with the rise yes. of the Antichrist. But we see a progression. We see even with Isaiah, the first time uh, uh, the people of Israel were ever attacked, a type of 9-11 for us today. And God right. reached out to us. He, he said, "Let come, let us reason. We didn't hear. I, I believe we're now in that progression of the prophet Jeremiah. We're at that stage where we didn't listen. And now we see it coming. Jer- Jeremiah sees it coming. He sees the the, 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 the Babylonians coming. He sees the, the spirit of the age that will take over the globe coming. Do you have eyes to see? Yeah. Do you have ears to hear what is yeah. taking place to this great nation? And everywhere around the globe, yes, I pray we do.
1: My goodness. And then verse 16, he finishes by telling the false prophet, the national false prophet. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth. This year thou shalt die. Why, Brother Jeremy?
0: Because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord.
1: Yes, that's so profound, and and goes right along what you guys were saying. Brother Fernando was just saying what he was saying yes. literally was was uh, he, he would suffer a literal death in verse seventeen. He died in that same year in the seventh month, which is very interesting. Uh, right right at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles, but that's for another day. But but he oh. he he. he <laughs> He, he literally said that because you are proclaiming prosperity, victory, and a great revival at a time when I have allowed judgment to come because of the sins of generations culminating in your time. He says you have taught rebellion against the will of the Lord. And when God is moving across the earth and specifically dealing with his people in judgment because of what they've done and you rise up and say it's not the lord you have placed yourself in a precarious position and all i can do is pray for you <laughs> because yeah. because you are you have taught the people to rebel that the greater weight of of responsibility is upon the preacher because he yeah. is the one who should be hearing from god and telling the people the right word and we are all held up accountable under that. Like Brother Fernando was saying, we're either, we're either seeing what God is saying or we're not. The way the Lord gives right. us the word, you all know, listen have listened to it long enough. You know, either it's not like, oh, I wonder what they're saying. You know, it's either black or white, man. <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> so, but that's why the Lord told Jeremiah, what is it you see, young man, you have seen well. And I want to encourage you out there. Just as my brothers, I know Brother Jeremy, I'll close it here after this. But I, I want to encourage you out there. Don't be carried away with by what you're seeing. Don't 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 let this this indecision or wondering. Have I done the right thing? Have I been saying the right thing? Have I been seeing the right thing? Yes, you have. Just like he told Jeremiah, you have seen well. Now anchor yourself to that and prepare yourself accordingly because the coming of the Lord is drawing near." We hope this word has been encouraging to you, uh, those who have ears to hear, because this is not the end of the story. We know what the Bible tells us is coming, but we also know that because of that, like Jesus said, when you see these things beginning to come to pass, then you look up, because your redemption is drawing near, right? So praise the Lord. Praise. We pray you have a wonderful day, and Brother Jeremy, would you would you finish this
0: yeah.
1: out for? <laughs> what a what a way to
0: start the week, my brothers. <laughs> and uh, I, I've never thought that I'd be in a Memor- Memorial Day, which where we're usually probably barbecuing sometime, you know, doing something prophesying, <laughs> 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 prophesying on Memorial Day. But you know what? It, it brings the, the Word of God brings me joy. It, it brings me joy, and it keeps me in line. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't allow me to get too comfortable in this world because this is not our home. And I'm excited about what God is going to reveal to us this week, and, and and that's our desire. That's our desire. We're, I want you to know we're, we're praying for you, the listener. We're praying for you that this word uh, will, will revolutionize your life and, and, and cause you as it is to us as ministers, too, to draw closer to him as the coming of the Lord is near. May God bless you. May God keep you.
2: And keep looking up.